0: Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Yala, our weekly podcast where we just talk about stuff that happened in the past week that we have been thinking about. We meaning Harish Tilani and Terence Chia from Ministry of Funny. Of the world famous brand Ministry of Funny. Yeah. So welcome our listeners out there, whoever you may be, from wherever, wherever you may, be. may come from. Yeah. Yeah, wherever you may be. So, what we do every week is just talk about one serious topic, one slightly goofy topic and Share some of what we feel was pretty shook the previous week. And we try to make it funny. Lah. Yeah, we try to make it funny. We, we try to tackle important stuff with our, with our uh, whatever sense of humor we think we have. And to start with, today's our first topic is... So today's the 4th of July. Uh, last weekend was Ping Dot in Singapore which is uh, an annual festival that celebrates LGBTQ pride. Oh, let me correct you right there. Oh, okay, okay. I already made. It's I already not messed not, up. Oh <laughs> my it. God, oh
1: my God. We're barely even one minute in and a big fuck up. It's not a festival that celebrates LGBTQ <laughs> pride. It's a protest against Section 377A of yes, Singapore's law. It's a yes. protest against a old archaic law about uh, that forbids uh Basically, gay sex,
0: Yeah. So in comedy, there's this thing called setup and payoff. <laughs> so, so I just, I just was, that was a, a demonstration of how you should set up something by something, sometimes saying stupid things, so that the payoff comes and everyone is blown away by the truth. So yes, it is a protest <laughs> <laughs> that where they happen to wear pink and they celebrate. Yeah. The, the, the mood is very celebratory, yeah. but
1: it's a protest. Let's be clear.
0: And actually, yeah, it that brings into a point which I will go into about how uh, people can be guilty of making the mistake. <laughs> Fuck, man, we haven't Celebrate gone to the topic the yet. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, what the hell, man! Uh, but we will not, we will not re-record it because we yeah. want this conversation to be as authentic as possible. Yeah. But what we do want to talk about is is the unfortunate incident where uh, a local DJ by the name of Joshua Simon, who who is pretty well known in the media scene, he was invited to give a talk at Singapore Poly as as part of a TEDx Youth at Singapore Poly, and just and he was meant to give the talk, I believe, on July first. Which is was the afternoon of uh of, s- of Pink Dot itself, right? Before Pink Dog. No. July first is Saturday. Uh, right? Saturday Sat- July is, yeah, today yeah. is fourth, right? Wednesday. Hey, today's Thursday. Yeah. No. So basically it was last weekend. Mm. Um and on June thirtieth, the night before, he was told that um he had to kind of remove or alter certain things in his talk because it concerned his sexuality. Yeah. So he's openly gay. Yep. And um, he was told to kind of remove some stuff in some, like very politically correct way. To yeah, you know, it might anger certain parts of the audience. And he, uh, understandably so, was pissed off, and he decided to not uh, give his talk, la. And and I really respect the decision because he said he didn't want to set the precedent for future speakers being censored from saying what they want to say. Mm. And it just so it just was annoying because it was the weekend of Ping Dot, and this happened. And he shared uh, the reasons why he did not show up to the to the event on his social media, which then went viral. Uh, went viral. Viral. <laughs> viral. Well, what is r- wrong with me today, Viral. Yeah, viral. Which went viral because yeah, like, I mean people were saying the what what kind what kind of message is that sending out? So so of course there have been a lot of commentaries uh, uh, that came after that. Generally, people seem to be uh, in support of Joshua Simon's stance and against the stance of Singapore Poly, uh, but then a lot of new articles came out about how that happened. Mm. So what's your understanding, Terence, of how that happened?
1: Am I, uh, yeah, so actually it's worth going into the timeline of this whole thing. Uh. So basically, uh, TEDx, mm. is, it's, as much as it's linked to TED Talks, right? TEDx actually, let's be clear, is an independently organized thing. No one from TED itself is involved in the organization of a TEDx event. So what, what TED was doing 15 years ago or whatever when he started this whole TEDx thing was that they wanted the brand to be spread around the world and to let communities have their own inspiring speakers and all be featured as mm. part of their own um, community events. Uh. and Ted so is
0: pretty—it's world famous. Yeah, la, you Ted know? is
1: world famous. So they have yeah. the, that central TED Talks thing that goes on in I think the UK. Yeah, and then actually the it's all over. All, all over. Yeah, okay, yeah they okay. have it at different
0: locations. I'm sure they
1: make a lot of money from it, la. Yeah, but, but they, they want it. profit <laughs> Yeah, but they wanted uh, people who, who uh, you know, keen to do it in their own community to use the brand TED, yeah. and then TEDx, whatever La Tiong Baru, TEDx Bishan, or TEDx mm-hmm. Pai ba, mm-hmm. and you can invite your own speakers, and TED has no bearing on what the event yeah. is. Yeah,
0: it's just lending their brand la, to, exactly. to give it a bit of credibility. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah.
1: this was entirely a student-run event. Yeah. So uh, I think the students probably reached out to Joshua Simon to give a talk about, uh, do you know what the theme of his talk was?
0: Um, I know his, uh, his the topic of his talk was something about finding the alien Within yourself, amongst humans, or I mean, uh, it was—it sounded like a really great talk, like, Where he wanted to highlight how uh, a, a relationship that ended badly for him forced him to come out to his father, yeah. And that's when—that's when he finally was able to embrace who he is, yeah. And he wanted to use that as, as the core of what his talk would be, like Which sounds yeah. like fucking amazing. Well, like. Sounds good, yeah the, yeah. the only issue was, that I think,
1: they asked him for the script the day yeah. before the event, and when they saw the script. They realized, oh shit, uh, some red flags. Then they brought it up to the school SP staff. And the SP staff looked at the script and I think, I'm not sure if they did, but they, they said that, oh, according to MOE guidelines, we can't allow th- this kind of speech to happen. So they asked the students to go back to him and, and ask him to maybe censor or change certain parts of his script so that he could carry on the talk. So they still wanted him to talk. Mm. They never said, don't talk. Mm. Um, then what I understand is he didn't want to censor any part yeah. of his script so he actually pulled out Yeah. although in some of his earlier social media postings he was saying that he was sort of de-platformed from, or thic- it was, he was taken away from the list of speakers yeah I mean
0: looking at one report uh, that is on Mothership yeah it was said that he was taken off the list, and maybe it was a case where he was taken off. But if he wanted to be put back on, mm. he would have to make the adjustments, uh, like
1: I think yeah. The, so that's where it's tricky. Oh, I don't think he actually got taken off the list. He was asked to edit his script, oh, and and he they still wanted him to talk, like Yeah, but he refused to. Uh, and subsequently, I think he said that they wanted to meet him for a formal apology or something, and he mm. said no. Yeah. Um. Or he said he does doesn't need it, and yeah. then I think he mentioned that someone else. Victoria, right? Ching. Victoria Cheng. Victoria yeah. Cheng was uh, giving a talk there as well, uh, said something on his behalf on stage and I think that ruffled some feathers. Uh.
0: But I mean, it was in support of him like, saying yeah. that that she... Uh, I, I can't remember verb- verbatim, but she said something along the lines of, yeah, she... Doesn't want people to be censored from speaking, mm. especially at an event like that, la. Oh, so, so she, you know what she said? Uh, because I think Joshua Simon shared it in an Insta story. Oh, I yeah. See. So, but basically, it was uh, a very progressive view, and like, I mean, if if the people weren't happy w- with what Joshua Simon was saying, her citing it publicly, I mean, they wouldn't have liked it. But yeah. I respect her for doing it, la. Yeah. But yeah, but
1: I think the story doesn't end there because after that, the school or MOE, uh, when contacted for comments, said that. Oh, we have we had no we were not approached about this topic, Oh, we had yeah. no idea what the hell was going on. So MOE just washed his hands clean of the whole thing. Yeah. And then SP, I think they put out a press release or something, or a spokesperson was saying that, oh, it was unfortunate that Joshua decided not to speak, even though we really wanted him to do so, just having to edit certain parts of script and everything. So they so the, there's this blame the blame ball is like constantly being passed around from MOE to SP, then SP, passing to Joshua, yeah. all
0: that. Is them, is them very annoying because, I mean, okay, so, so the, the Singapore Poly the, spokesp- the spokesper- spokesperson did say something like, okay, the, the theme of the event is you versus you and then they had these little terms which really fucking annoyed me. La. So, yeah. in the run-up to the event, Joshua Simon was, uh, okay, so that's not part of the statement. Um, uh, oh no, sorry, this is part of the statement. In the run-up to the event, Joshua Simon was advised that certain references to his sexuality might be sensitive given the diverse profile of the audience. And then, blah, 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 blah. They found it inspirational, but assessed that certain parts relating to his sexuality might be inappropriate for the target audience. So this whole thing, right, is like, okay, for the audience, for the audience. And it just reeks of when, you know, like how uh, you always hear, oh, we are not ready for this, and mm-hmm. other people deciding what the audience wants. I would think that the people who are attending a TEDx conference, yeah. you're not going to get like some pastor who thinks all uh, like uh, homosexual people should go to hell. Yeah. Even if he's there, maybe he's there to have his mind opened because mm. TEDx is known for tackling issues that are a little more, I don't know, progressive, a little more liberal, a little more controversial, which is good la. So, the fact that the student committee was the first to raise this up, and then they sought the opinion of our SP staff. And you can just imagine Friday night, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, fuck, oh, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, shit, we've been playing this so much, so long. How, <laughs> how, 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 why? how. And like all these, these kids just in the room, like, oh, shit, 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 how, how, how. And like in true Singaporean fashion, let's not decide what to do. Let's not take a stunt. Let's, let's, let's ask someone who's the authority to make the decision for us because we don't know what to do. And then the authority person probably, like, oh, fuck, 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 MOE, MOE, what to do, what to do, what to me. me? me? me. <laughs> then, mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. MOC, and he yeah. then they're like,
1: fuck <laughs> you, we yeah, don't, we're not going to get involved in this. You <laughs> make the decision. Sounds so.
0: like they didn't even call. Maybe he picked up the phone, he's yeah. like, you know what, cannot get involved. MOE probably won't want us to he do went this. To went to the website. He went to the website, Google homosexuality. L- talk students. Oh, cannot, cannot. Or maybe no search results means it has never happened before. Let's just take it out and then go back to the students. Okay, okay, at least we don't need to make the hard decision. Let's go to Joshua Simon and say, oh, the uh, the school told us cannot do this. Because so, of the audience. Yeah, because of, of the audience. And it's just this blame game. Not only... To the people who made the decision to kind of think that you know the audience best. I mean, come on, like like and I mean like according to Joshua Simon, he he did spend take a lot of effort to prepare something. And and okay, so one thing about Joshua Simon which I really respect, he he often does these press interviews for movies. Mm, and yes, yes. you know the one where you do the interviews with the stars? He's and had the very a couple of viral ones, right? Yeah. I've actually teared up watching his interviews. There was one with Hugh Jackman and like normally I hate the fucking interviews because it's always about oh, let's make Chris Hemworth say la. Oh, mm. this is la. How and expensive was, are cars in yeah, Singapore? Oh my god, what? And like, do you know what durian is? Oh my god, you don't know durian? <laughs> and I hate that kind of shit but Joshua Simon, if you look up his interviews with any celebrity, the, the questions are so thoughtful and he strikes me as someone who always tries to make or say thoughtful stuff which I really respect and then on this talk given the theme given what he was going to talk about is very personal and mm. to speak s- about something so personal in front of a big audience is not the easiest thing to do and yeah like I think he did say that because he's a DJ on the national radio and on the national radio of course you can't talk about certain things yep. and Ted you would assume or no not Ted Ted X you assume will be a platform where you can share these little more uh, controversial opinions and even then he cannot so yeah. it's like and the blame game if you, if you google right there was also another incident last year in SGI yep. where there was a LGBT represent a representative from the school's LGBT activist um, yeah. a group that was also removed from a TEDx event yep, yep. and she said it was so ironic because she was talking about how to have conversations with people who might not be on the same side as you too yep. bad she didn't even get the chance because the people who were not on the same side took her off yeah. but the one team is that the same thing? SJI said, "Oh, MoE, MOE. Say MOE, yeah, say MOE said MoE said, <laughs> "MoE." said, "Turn right." "We had nothing to do yeah. with it. It's and the it, school. They're just following yeah. regulations." And if you look the response from MoE, is almost like a cut and paste thing. Like yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, you know." At no point in time did SJI consult us for this and blah blah <laughs> blah, blah. Then they said, "At no point did SP consult." Okay, so as as stupid as as. Um, at SP and SGI sound Because And I'll get to that later Okay no Maybe let me get to it now Why I think it's so stupid right Because in this day and age How could they not have known That Joshua Simon Who's already a public figure Would not have post? I mean was Would not have posted something about it Or word would not have gotten out
1: Yeah so, so that's where I Actually Might be taking a bit of a Unpopular opinion here Uh Uh, uh you know, we live in a day and age of conspiracy theories. Yeah. So, once in a while, you need to entertain that. La. Yeah. Uh, and I saw this, this was something I saw on Facebook la, that um, someone pointed out, I mean, Joshua Simon, I mean, nice guy, everything, right? Mm. But he is a radio DJ, right? Yeah. So, he knows the rules of the game. He knows, he knows you definitely, you want to talk about certain things on air, it's central to your identity, mm. but you can't say it for various reasons, right? Mm. So, when someone, a student run event, for example, comes and asks you and tells you, "Hey, I'm uh, having some issues with my school or MOE guidelines, stuff like that. Um, could you help us out? You know, our, we're, this is our first time organizing an event where students. Yeah, we really have no choice. Mm. Is it possible edit a certain part? You know, say it, say it a different way, or something like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think DJs they are very good at that kind of thing, yeah, Like, yeah. like you they can turn very nasty situations around and like, oh, suddenly everyone's having fun again and, and yeah. all that. So yeah, I mean, he is a consummate professional that way, but I was like, hmm. in this case, mm. the students seem to be, they they seem to be bearing the brunt of like, you know, people saying that they're stupid and everything. Like, mm. But at the same time, I'm like, they are definitely not the savvi- They they can't possibly be the savviest media people. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't know how to deal with a situation like that.
0: When you say not the savviest media people, you mean has a personality, not a consum- con- consumer no, of I'm social media content. When you're a student and you're inviting
1: yeah. a speaker to come, you want them to speak about controversial topics. You want mm. them to push the boundaries. But you didn't realise, oh fuck, I'm hitting this wall called the bureaucracy yeah, yeah. MOE. And then you approach the speaker and say, hey, is it possible that like, we do something where we go around, bend around the rules a little bit and we still talk about what you want to talk about but we just don't mention certain things or or, mm. or or say it a different way where we don't explicitly say it. Yeah. You know, it takes a bit of nuance to, to, yeah. to be trained to do that, right? Yeah. So, as a radio DJ, uh, don't you have a lot of training that way to think about, okay, if I can't say a certain thing a certain way, maybe there's some other way I can but, say it so I can reach, I can still reach the audience that I want to reach.
0: But I guess... So so that's that's the that's a yalla moment for you. Uh. that so is now, a yellow moment. Now, where, where, where people yeah. were
1: pointing out like this guy, he's he knows that I mean Joshua Simon would know that there are rules and regulations yeah. in place, especially in schools and educational institutions. So is it I mean like being outraged at this, is it really is it really that outrageous a thing for is it the first time you've been told that you can't say something? like uh, talk about something like that. Okay,
0: so so here's my yalabat to your laba- to yeah. your yalabat. Yeah. If I mean okay, so essentially what you're saying is that yeah, there there are still ways to say certain things without actually saying it like. Yeah. But is that a healthy thing that that even on a platform which is meant to be about sharing ideas. Like if you if you think I think the TedX logo is sharing ideas or something like that. Mm. Should he still have to kind of self-censor himself? But he, I mean he probably is very good at it. Yeah. Um and but I I mean, also not being part of the community and, and not not fully uh, like being able to say, yeah, I totally get what they're going through. I do think that not being able to talk about something that's so important to you is an issue. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is, but...
1: At, I mean, in everything we do, in our yeah. daily conversations, whatever, your written emails, there is some level of self-censorship going on. Right? Yeah. yeah. You, you, you can't talk about certain things to certain people and all that. So... I'm saying for him to have just said entirely, I'm not going to do the, the talk at all. Mm-hmm. You know, even though if I have a chance to inspire someone else who's going through something similar to me, um, you know that that approach versus the, okay, let me see how I can maybe give a talk, you know, talk about it in a slightly more roundabout way. So I can't use certain words, but I'll still talk about the issue, mm. and maybe maybe that it will inspire someone in the audience to see. Oh, I have a similar story as well. Let me come and I can talk to you or I can talk to someone else about it, you know? I mm. feel I feel empowered by it. So so mm. you still your message still reaches more, still reaches people and maybe more people. And as opposed to the other the other way of doing it, which was basically said, you know, fuck this whole thing. I'm mm. not gonna give a talk at all. You're
0: censoring me. Your, uh, but doing this to in me. some way, don't you think that him doing this has reached more people? Like, if he just gave the talk, yeah. we wouldn't be talking about this right now, right? Exactly. So that's my point. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Is was the purpose of not giving the talk so that
0: we'll, people will feel outraged? Yeah, it be might be, and I think I, I don't think he, uh, he's wrong to do that because he posted something, uh, and and I mean it's also about putting a, sta- a stance a stance and letting letting support go around it like because i do think you yeah, I, th- I do think it was a very conscious decision to not give the talk as opposed to give a watered down version of the talk mm. because he like what you said he's in the media he knows that certain things will will get support will get traction online and i think he was he he probably did know that this would cause get a lot of support behind him like okay, especially so around the weekend of ping dot
1: yeah so so that's what i was seeing on facebook people yeah. are saying so for when it comes to your Media Corp, your I mean not Media Cop, sorry, your day job as a radio DJ. Yeah. It's okay to self censor. But when you are giving a talk that's run by students or something, mm. it's not okay.
0: Uh even then uh I I do think there's some some difference there because okay, let's say let's say let's say if he was told, okay, do you think it would be different if he was told up front for the talk? you cannot mention your sexuality and then uh, he yeah. chose not to
1: i mean that that there, there is definitely blame yeah on the students i i would say i would say the students not even the school the students yeah you when you invite someone for a talk you yeah. need to vet them that, that, that yeah. carefully you need to understand um you need to know who you are inviting to the school and everything cuz it comes from from you know last time when we went in university although it's a very different place like the us and here yeah when we were inviting speakers for a certain event at our school and all that, yeah. We thought very carefully about how, you know, how that would be perceived amongst yeah. the students and everything. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they they were conscious of of uh, his background and, and yeah. his and what he's he's popular for and what he's also champions the causes he champions and everything. Yeah. So for them to like the day before the event to yeah. tell the SP staff, "Oh, yeah. you all made a decision." I thought that was really irresponsible. Yeah.
0: And that's where I think they fucked up, la. And and um, first of all, okay, like yeah, you 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 know Joshua Simon, and even though he might not speak about it on me on on radio, mm. you look at his personal profile. He's he's quite openly gay, la, yeah. right? So if you're inviting someone uh, like that, first of all, yeah, you should you should understand if you're asking people to be vulnerable, yeah. you're asking to people to share stories. Chances are, it might have to do with that side of his life. La. Yeah. So so how you can mitigate it is don't ask for the fucking script the day before. La. Yeah. You know, and like maybe upfront, just you mention to that you can't do it. So yeah. that's why going back to what you're saying about him being able to do it on the job, I think that's that's totally fair. Like, let's say if we, we have appeared on TV shows and radio yeah. interviews, I don't swear on radio yeah. shows, right? But if we were doing like invited to talk somewhere and they tell me you cannot say this, even after like the day before, I think it's totally different. So, yeah. but if they... Mentioned it up front and he turned it down and he posted. I don't think it will get that much traction. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there there is a difference between him being able to do it for his job and this platform where he was, I'm assuming, told he could just share a story and then boom, the last minute saying, Oh, you, everything you say is fine, but the parts about your sexuality. Is a problem and what made it worse is because it might divide the audience. Okay. That and that is the problem these days, right? Like it's yeah. always, oh, we cannot talk about this because of the audience. We cannot have this because of the audience. Okay. And if you look at it, isn't it kind of like a watered down version of the government saying we're not ready for Indian Prime Minister? Yeah. To me it's like it's different levels, like yeah. and it's and that's the scary thing when even though people say, oh, you know, just one minister saying, uh, we're not ready for Singapore uh, Indian Prime Minister, is not a big deal. But it almost normalises the fact that you, in certain situations, you can be a racist. In certain situations, you can be homophobic. Mm. And I think that is not a good message to put out to people at a polytechnic in Singapore. Yeah. La.
1: Okay, then then I, I want to carry on with the slightly unpopular opinion. again. Yeah. But again, this is f- like from actual posts I've seen. On Yalabad part two. <laughs> uh, then, okay, we blame the students for not checking with him, right? But for him, as a professional radio DJ who knows the limitations in Singapore, you're speaking at a school, mm. which is an education of, I mean, an arm of the government as well, right? Mm. Uh, wouldn't you also check to see whether certain things you know that are sensitive can pass through the school and everything? Right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you check with the students beforehand? As opposed to write out a full script, send it I mean wait for them to ask for, for it the day before mm-hmm. and then sh- everyone gets shocked and then
0: the whole thing the whole system and then after that
1: say hey no no I'm not talking about
0: it yeah so okay if, even if that was the case even if he knew beforehand he, purpos- he purposely put the, the big part of it anchored in his sexuality and he was very conscious that he will get told off and maybe he even calculated the day before I send this they're going to do this and after they're going to do a post I actually think it's a good thing
1: what what's a good thing?
0: To to highlight how even in a student run and this is the supposed to be the woke generation, like yeah. you know, everyone's woke yeah. as fuck, woke as this. Even at the student run generation, whenever there's like some sort of authority or conservative pressure, right, it can cause multiple levels of censorship. La. And I I think just highlighting that even at TEDx which is where TED is supposed to be sharing of ideas. Like if you Google TED, you get the most radical ideas and that's why it became so popular because it was always about sharing ideas. But by the
1: way, I was, remember initially I was saying about TEDx versus a TED event. Yeah, yeah, that's true. TEDx is really not what a TED, that is, is true
0: like yeah you look at the, product, the production quality of TEDx videos yeah. sometimes it's shit it's sometimes the speeches are different. shit like, so I, I've been to some events and I'm like what the yeah, fuck I, I, help,
1: I think I, I remember I helped a friend out who yeah, he yeah. organised one of the first few Yeah, that TEDx-ers. was like a TED cult like he was in love yeah, with yeah, cult he was he a friend with that, shout right? out to yeah. Fabian <laughs> Ted, <laughs> TED lover but he organised one of the first few TEDx yeah. in Singapore then I realised oh I mean it's a no very noble
0: thing but, like, but it's th- very different but to me it's eye opening that even in Singapore even you you can imagine like okay in in parliament or in some some like talk by organized by the government. You, you cannot talk, but the level of like self censorship or censorship or societal pressure is so strong in Singapore that if, at even an event like TEDx organized by students can also be susceptible to this kind of stuff. Like and I think it's something very eye opening because I would never would have thought that a TEDx event because the yeah. last year SGI event I didn't hear about yeah, it, yeah. and this year when I heard about it and I was like TEDx and the students highlighted it. I don't know, un- like, students are un- un- you like, woke and wanting to push the boundaries and change perceptions, but right now, maybe the reports paint a different picture, but if it really is the case where you guys thought it was pushing the boundaries a little too much, and then you raise it up, I mean, really, like, I don't know, it it, it, it just felt like, the, the, it. I'm happy that Joshua posted this, I'm happy that is getting traction. What I'm not happy about, what I really hope isn't happening is making the conservatives double down on their, oh, on their stance. Yeah. La, which is always going to be the case. So that's yeah. where the one thing I wish Joshua Simon did. And of course, he, I mean, he, if he felt like shitty and like wanted to be by himself, it's fine. But if he didn't just say no to meeting the Singapore yeah, Poly correct, representative, yeah. I yeah. just wish, because that that is the thing, right? Like when these things come up, if people just say, you know what, fuck you and fuck you on both sides and there's exactly. nothing to mend the thing, it's a lost opportunity.
1: No, I mean, yeah, so, building on that and what you said earlier about 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 uh about that, you you know, if he, even if he, the conspiracy theory is that he planned yeah, all these yeah, steps, right? Yeah. So, that's my thing, la, like, would you, let's say, would you have approached giving a talk like that as well, la, differently? Mm. Like, would you have... You know that there might be something incendiary that you might be talking about, race, minority related stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, me understanding you, I think you'd be, you would talk, you would call the person who's in charge and you say, hey, yeah. you know, I just want to know, meet up and talk about the boundaries or what we can or can't talk about. Yeah. And then we see whether we can find a middle ground in between, right? Yeah. You, you, you wouldn't leave it to like a day before or something like that where, where you're like, oh, what's this event about? Yeah, that. but so, so that's where I'm saying. And then, yeah, what you said about the end, that what you just said about him, um, he should meet up with them and talk and just see, just just get a just sense of where they came like from. Because, yeah, yeah you, you need that conversation yeah. to happen, right? Yeah. If not, if both sides like are, you're assholes, then you're assholes, and everyone looks stupid, whether whether or not who's correct. Lah. Both sides, there will equal people blasting both sides, lah, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I felt it was a lost opportunity. Yeah, ah. that, I that, definitely that, agree with you on that. You that, know, yeah. if you ask me, like, Okay, maybe not censoring or what, but having a bigger conversation with the school and saying, hey, you guys need to be... Uh, if you are getting your students organizing events and stuff like that, you need to communicate more with, with, yeah. la, uh, with yeah. the guests la, about what we're speaking about and things like that. Yeah. If you don't, then it could cause situations like that where everyone looks like an idiot, right?
0: Yeah, because now I, I really hope it doesn't mean... Like, the students... I give them, okay, if they are young and all, and I, and I think everyone should be given a chance of redemption yeah. at some point, no matter how long. I just hope it doesn't turn the school away from having events like this. Yeah. I mean, so that's where if... if I mean, he Joshua Simon already put so much into making a stance. This last mile, totally lost opportunity because you can imagine talking to the SP people, kind of telling them, like, hey, I'm a person, I'm logical, I'm not a the demon about to turn everyone in the audience gay or, or homosexual. And maybe in future events, they can even get people who sign up yeah. are you okay with themes such as this, 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 yeah. this, this so you know that if people coming for TEDx they're okay then you have no right to censor yeah.
1: it's like it's like you know Google Forms you can ask yeah. people to sign up exactly. and they say you must accept the terms that you'll be yeah. filmed and everything so they say the same you yeah. you might be exposed to certain ideas you might yeah. find uncomfortable
0: exactly because if you look at what's happening in the US where the most liberal of institutions are censoring far right speakers yeah. that defeats the whole purpose of this kind of conversation and, uh, and yeah that to me is the saddest thing I think what happened in the lead up I'm totally fine and one thing I just did wanted to point out okay so I'm, I'm Indian I'm a minority in Singapore yeah. but I think the challenges faced by um, minority races is very different from the challenges faced by people in the LGBT community mm-hmm. especially like a week after the, our PM did say that the 377A law is going to be around for a while so so I think whatever, whatever I would do if if the situation was still I can't talk about race stuff and all, I think it's still uh, a different level from the whole LGBT Mm. uh, issue because in Singapore where these people have been uh, discriminated against or at least put in a corner for the longest time, right? maybe it requires efforts like this to bring it to the public to start talking. The only thing that would be the downside is just like most stances, most protests, it will be divisive and you will get the conservatives doubling down. So that's Probably an unfortunate circumstance of this, but I still think is I'm happy that it happened. La. Yeah, I mean,
1: speaking of doubling down and all that, like I just also wanna uh, give a shout out to the guys, the students who organised this whole thing. Mm. I mean, I hope they don't like yeah. because of this whole thing they're forever, yeah.
0: the good thing is no one knows who you are yet, <laughs> so don't tell anyone don't you've tell been involved in this. Are. Yeah, take it off your CV. No, don't. No. Yeah. Put it on your CV. If you're you applying for Google, put it on your CV. Yeah, but don't put the date because then people will trace oh. it back. Just say you have organised a TEDx <laughs> at yeah. your school. Don't put a date. Don't mention anything about this whole thing. We still know you as anonymous yeah. and please, no one share their identities.
1: Because, because I mean, when I heard this whole thing, then I'm just thinking, okay, those students must be feeling, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck yeah. right now. The whole world is talking about us. Whatever. And then, I think the most important thing is that it's impossible to please everyone. Yeah, also. yeah. I remember last time when we had our little thing in school where we invited speakers mm. to come to our school we actually invited uh, a Singapore self-exiled dissident yeah. Francis Xiao to, yeah, yeah. to our US university to speak to Singaporean students alongside the then ambassador of Singapore to the US in the same room yeah, they, they practically spoke one after another. But the ambassador left first, right? The ambassador left like <laughs> right the moment she finished her speech, la. I mean, yeah. she, she's a busy person, whatever. Yeah. But the 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 thing about that was that after all the effort to raise money to to get money to invite all these people down, you know, Francis Xiao and dissidents and put them side by side, blah blah. You know, we unfortunately ran out of time for a very extensive Q and A with Francis Xiao, so we had to cut it short. By, yeah. by I mean halving it or even worth more, la. Yeah. And people came up to me after the event and were like, why, how happy are you censoring, censoring uh, free speech because of what you did? Mm. I'm like, fuck off, man. I just fucking, we just fucking spent all this time bringing all these people down and for logistical reasons, we couldn't give them, you know, all the time they wanted to talk. Yeah. And then, because of that, you said that we're censoring <laughs> yeah. free speech. And then I'm like, I was really pissed off because of I wasn't like a, a government scholar or anything uh, studying at university. So of uh. course, my my bread and butter is not on the line and all that, mm. but in our whole you know Singaporean comi- committee thing, there were government scholars and yeah. even scholars like yourself as well, right? Mm. You know, who you know potentially were putting their reputations on the line by by inviting speakers like that as well. La. Yeah, and I just felt like walao, eh. you you did nothing to help. To help yeah, you there
0: will always be people who shit on yeah. your work. Yeah,
1: uh. you, we, we put this in front of you. You can go ahead and now connect with him as well. Yeah, but you, they shit on you for for you know five
0: minutes of Q and A that you weren't able to give yeah. to the person. Can you imagine if someone takes the first few seconds of this podcast where I made that stupid error and just <laughs> cuts that clip and puts it online? Wow, I'll be fucked, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, wow, well, if 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 they, you know, if someone makes a super cut of all the times I said but on yeah. this podcast. Uh, but, 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 really but, but. It's the but guy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Shit, I, I wanted like to say something just now that I totally forgot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, oh, one thing, MOE. Come on, la, like, can you <laughs> all just make a, take a stunt and it seems like you have these little children of all these schools just misbehaving and making you seem like the bad guy. I don't know, can you just get them in a the room and spank them and just tell them like, yo, if you guys do something like this, just stop blaming us. La. And if, they are supposed to communicate with you, sort that out because you're literally copying and pasting your damn responses to this kind of shit. Yeah. And I don't know, what's what's MOE's stance on this kind of thing? I'm guessing since they are part of the. You have to government, follow whatever <laughs> the government
1: tells them to. Huh? <sighs> yeah. So I mean that's a whole other discussion, yeah, right? But that's discussion. That's just the world we live in now. Yeah. Um which I yeah, I, I agree with you that people like Joshua, we need brave people like him to continually push the envelope. Yeah. Um hopefully he makes a recording of whatever presentation that he was planning yeah, to and put, put it, it online. Yeah,
0: and people will watch it, man. People yeah, will see. It. So, I, I, yeah, actually, I hope whatever yeah. he is, just perform it uh, and put yeah. it online because that's the best way to show, to go against censorship. Actually, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. Just record it. It's all prepared already, I assume, and put yeah. it online.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, like, and, and those people, the schools or, or, or people who plan to organize stuff in Singapore. Yeah. It's kind of I think the onus is on them to to communicate more la, with yeah. the guests that they
0: invite as well and and keep keep kind of like I mean and whenever you can speak to someone on the other side try yeah. and speak to them yeah. because just on a related note about uh, that that weekend uh, I think it was great that uh, Lician Yang and his oh, son yes. Li uh, Wanwu uh, who showed up at Ping Dot in support of not only the movement uh, the protest itself but uh, well, Lee, Huan, Lee Huan Wu's recent uh, marriage to his husband yeah. in South Africa yeah. so Lee Sian Yang is the younger brother of PM Lee and they've been having issues the past year but them showing up was a great sign of solidarity like, and it was yeah. just a really nice picture like, I thought that was fucking awesome because you know, I mean Lee Sien, Lee Sien Long before
1: Ping Dot he made a yeah. comment that oh you know Singapore is very open to LGBT people coming to work here I mean they are allowed to to organize a ping dot gathering every year, which was <laughs> the mistake that you made as well. Uh. Basically, like, yeah, the, not the, like the con-
0: conscious mistake just to prove a point about how people can say the wrong things. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so yeah, actually, that was all planned. Yeah, like that was all planned. All planned. <laughs> the boo <part>. boo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, well, I mean, people pointed out, like, you know, uh, Li Sen Lung did say, yeah, but these people can still have ping dot, you know, it's good. But point people pointed out the point is to not need to yeah. have ping dot, right? Yeah, right. And I think they,
1: if I read somewhere, they changed. You know the last part where they light up the words and yeah. they supposed to say something? It changed from together to a more outright message of repeal 377A. Yeah. So and and little, that was great. And of yeah. course,
0: like all great things they covered by the media, of course, as straight times had to fuck it up somehow yeah. uh, because they initially wrote their obligatory article about ping Dot where I don't know whether they really wanted to cover it, but they covered it and they mentioned Li Xianyang attending there. Yeah. But I think hours later they remove all they mentions removed of Li yeah. Xianyang attending there. So then again I'm like, straight times. Hello, you live in the digital world, don't you know that anything you put on the internet will be saved somewhere? Yeah. So for you to do that, it just makes you look like spineless pieces of shit, like. Yeah. So there's one thing and like oh, <laughs> and then of course amidst that whole thing, you get the wife of. Pastor Lawrence Kong. Mm. I don't think he's a pastor; he's an apostle. I don't yeah. even know what the hell the difference is. But yeah. she came out and just said, you know, whatever. It's immoral, immoral. that Li Xian Yang attended this. So I'm like, just shut, shut up. Okay, shut up. But but it's inevitable that anytime you do something publicly, people who feel the opposite would just double down. And it's a case of that la. There should be like uh, like the this Pastor
1: Kong, Lison Yang. Singapore Polly, Joshua Simon should all sit in a room together.
0: Not sit in a room, Let's MMA talk. fight, man. If we can have Tom Cruise <laughs> versus Justin Bieber, right? Have Joshua Simon against Lauren Kong. He'll probably kick the shit out of uh, Laurence Kong. And then Laurence Kong's wife can fight. Uh, maybe one of the students, and I have that in the ultimate battle, are all free for all. Uh.
1: let uh just point out that is we're not inciting violence. That's yeah. just a fantasy scenario. Yeah, it's yeah. like saying Justin Bieber fighting Tom Cruise. And
0: uh. by MMA, I meant like uh, multiple moments of affection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not love. I don't know what, what, what We're what not love? inciting yeah, violence. Yeah, not, not inciting violence. <laughs> yeah, we just just fun like conversations. Hug each other, hug each other, and sort things out. Com- conversations. My God, yeah. yeah. So yes. so. Speaking of lovely, yeah, like like
1: very <laughs> moments of affection. Moments of affection that can be misconstrued. Yeah, as <laughs> other
0: things, which like yeah. martial arts. W- would you like to <laughs> introduce the the the? So we've covered the serious topic. Now we're moving on to, I mean, it's still somewhat serious, but it's kicked off by a super goofy thing.
1: I think I think maybe you can you have the article in front of you. So. Uh
0: yeah, so, um, it was, it, it was um I think an ad in Korea. That featured a young girl uh, eating ice cream. Hmm. Uh, so it, all it is is like a one-minute video of of a I think a eight-year-old girl or eleven-year-old girl eating ice cream, um, and it was deemed to be too sexual. Yeah, and then it got taken out. and It was for Baskin Robbins. Yep. So <laughs> it was a one-minute video of literally this eleven-year-old girl called Ella Gross. She was eating an ice cream one-minute video, and Apparently, it was deemed too sexual. Baskin Robbins had to take it down and issue a public apology. Yeah. So, if you watch the video, we'll put the link in the show notes. You can just Google uh, Ella Gross uh, ice cream video. E-L-L-A-G-R-O-S-S. And, yeah, it was it's ridiculous because you can see all these comments of people watching it and like, you know, I expected something sexual, but it's literally a girl eating ice cream. Yeah. And it was deemed sexual. Why? So, why was it deemed sexual, you think? I don't know, because, okay, so... So I think she, I mean, she eats ice cream and her, the, it shows the wind blowing in her hair and she's happy. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently she was wearing, like her hair was done by a child makeup artist. She was wearing clothes from uh, children's line, So there's nothing sexual about it. And it's just people thinking it's sexual. So wouldn't, I mean, okay, if you have a video of a harmless kid doing a harmless thing that usually kids doing every day and someone points out that, oh, that's too sexual, which is the bigger problem? The video or the commenter? Yeah. yeah. All right?
1: It is a it is a strange thing, la, which is kind of uh, an apt, it was, the pun was intended, because, uh, for example, the, the if you all watch a show on Netflix called Stranger Things, when the protagonist first came on in season one, uh, 11, she was, I think, a young girl, like, Probably in her teens, uh.
0: I think younger than that. Oh, younger than yeah, that. Yeah, So yeah, I think, yeah. So than I think
1: that. yeah. I mean, let's say this girl, one of the the girls playing the role in mm. a show like Stranger Things, she's mm. she was eleven. And I I think I remember I was talking to you and you were like, oh, she's gonna be a big star and everything. <laughs> yeah, so but was like very careful words. Very, yeah, so I was like, hmm, <laughs> what is it in the, about her that Harish looked at and said like she's gonna be a big star?
0: What her acting skills. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so I mean, no, that's but it's a very great area. Right? It's okay. It's a very great area. But saying someone's going to be a big star is very different from saying someone's sexual. Yeah, it's a big, yeah. very big difference. You can look at I don't know, like a, who's a young prodigy kind of thing.
1: No, but but yeah, that's what I'm saying is that maybe it's it's just the when they they said the girl was doing sexual stuff. What well, what they meant was that she was made to look more adult like sexualized in the way that her makeup or her hair or the costumes whatever she was wearing was done uh, rather than, than specifically uh, performing sexual acts or anything like that you see But where, then where, is it, are we ready to think about this girl as a woman you know for but
0: why, 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 why is that an association that she's a, she's a woman I mean, she's uh, she's, just she's from her like
1: the makeup, the hair.
0: But that one, I think if you look at the video, she just she looks like yeah, a yeah, that's kid, what
1: right? I, I thought so too, like yeah. I so too. But I'm just trying to see from the view of why some people deemed it maybe too sexual.
0: I don't know. Okay, so there is a close up shot of her putting ice cream in her mouth. Yeah, and all that and. I think I, I put, put, it, put all the blame on the commenters because yeah. the moment a commenter... The commenter who, meaning... The who people who point out, that, who post, who comment and respond to the video, that is too isn't sexual. that look overly sexual? Uh, so that's when it started getting traction and that's when I put the blame on them because you are sexualizing something that is, that is not sexual. And I know you can argue what is sexual, what is not. People get turned on by different things. Yeah. But if someone is getting turned on by a child eating ice cream... There's a bigger problem that that seems to be seems to be there man mm-hmm. and I'm very happy that Ella's mother actually posted something on Instagram that says you know uh, that told people criticizing the ad to to and s- to told, told them to stop saying you're doing it for Ella mm. because she said you know Ella is surrounded by strong in, uh, strong women loving women and you are doing a total disservice to her because she's 11 man if she finds out that this ad is how are you going to tell 11 year old kid, sorry we need to take yeah. your ad down because people think it's too sexual yeah and that, to me, is just, it's just an instance of people trying to be... What was the term you used? Virtue, virtue signal, virtue right? Signaling. That they think they know what is right for, for Ella and, and her mom. but just saying that this, here's this little girl with makeup and all, but even then, doesn't... I've seen... I've seen, like, people... When, when a yeah. young kid wears, like, uh, I don't know, like a, or takes part in a pageant or wears... Uh, there, there are a lot of worse things that kind hmm. of feel like they sexualize kids worse rather than just eating ice cream. Like. Yeah. And the ice cream was...
1: The language was in... Korean. Korean. Yeah. Was it, Was there, were there words or anything as well?
0: Uh, I mean, um, I'm playing the video. I mean, she just looks, so we we are, we are watching the video. I know you can't see yeah. it, but literally, it's just, <laughs> yeah, if you watch it, please, please watch it. There's like, explosions, and her looking happy. Okay. And oh, Okay, but here's where, again, I might point
1: out why. Yeah, but, like, it, do you think, possibly, there's something in Korean culture? Let's say like, when a girl holds two strawberries, it means something. Like, like, then, then, yeah, of course I'm saying, like, you know, there's mentions of milk, there's, there's images of, you know, her eating ice cream and explosions. Maybe there's certain terms that are used in Korean culture, which mean, like, like okay, for example, in Singapore, when someone says, wow, steam. <laughs> what does that mean? So maybe so so if you see an image of someone eating ice cream and then the word comes out steam, or like a young kid holding like a steamer iron or something. Yeah, exactly. Steam. <laughs> exactly. So, so I'm saying culturally there might be something that we are missing here. If anybody Koreans, any Koreans, yeah, any Koreans there, please and can identify what exactly is the cultural thing that we might be missing here, la. You but oh. you you got to entertain that possibility. That is
0: true. That is true. And I guess milk just... Yeah. I don't know. Like, now just talking about this, it's like, yeah, milk, I guess, unfortunately, given the colour of the liquid, there's some some yeah. relation. And the explosion. Explosion. And the wow.
1: close-up of the mouth. Because when it comes to kids, right, it, it's really... Uh, I mean, they don't even have the right to sign away their, their image rights yeah. and stuff. That's where... Uh, I don't know, maybe the mom is, is says she's protecting her. But at the same time, we've heard a lot of stories about kids yeah. being forced to do things in entertainment that they don't want to do. Yeah. And maybe this, I don't know, milk
0: explosions uh, in Korean culture or mm, bingo. That something. is interesting. I mean, so the funny thing is when I said the mother posted something on Instagram, right? Yeah. It's actually the Instagram account. It's called Ella Gross. It has 3.2 million followers, but it's managed by the mom. Ah, <laughs> yeah, so so okay, so I would ask you if you had an eleven-year-old daughter in future or like now, just imagine, and there was an ad like that, right? Yeah, would you have any concerns? Like, okay, milk explosions, her eyes opening yeah, yeah. bigger, putting ice cream in her mouth.
1: No, I I wouldn't have any concerns. But but the moment, let's say like in my culture, Singapore lingo, mm. steam, mm. you know, like words that I know obviously <laughs> have some kind of connotation or, or, or that. F- Okay. you know things like that then, then or, or was it uh, Majula Singapore? I've heard terms like that oh, oh yeah yeah correct right, correct the flagpole the flag going up and all that <laughs> if that kind, <count>, those <laughs> kind of images appear next to the girl's face then I'll be like hey that's okay. not cool
0: but there is a bigger problem online where, and it was a big problem that that uh, YouTube was dealing with a few months ago yeah. about this wormhole of child content, where it could be just like a ten-year-old girl doing gymnastics or swimming, and it was being circulated in oh, yeah, yeah, pedo, yeah. like pedophilic syndicates and all yeah, that yeah. So, I don't know, maybe maybe like the it. internet, yeah, in the internet, yeah, the, there's something about milk the, and explosions. No, and no. Like, I mean, I think the internet's like it was really, it was really disgusting. Like they would share timestamps of. Uh, uh, points in the video where maybe the younger has a leg slightly open and all that. And it was just a wormhole which was really, really gross and it made... It was such a big deal that YouTube had to uh, change algorithms, disable comments automatically on videos that show kids and child content uh, and like uh, amounts of skin or something just to protect. So I think the internet... Just like, like what we've always said before the the double edged sword, there is that slummy, scan like mm. sleazy area of the internet. Yep. So maybe but then what I was gonna say is maybe the advertising agency or the production house should have bore that in mind. But then then like what, what kind of content is gonna exist online? If there's everything that you cannot do because some fucking scumbag out there would post something, then then house, yeah?
1: Yeah. I mean th- that's why I was saying like culturally we I think you need to know more about it before you. We we need a more more about the specific context of which this advertisement was in 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 Korea. So are
0: you saying maybe Korea wasn't ready for a a a, a ad starring a child with possibly
1: there was, but you know there's so many sex scandals going on in Korea now, yeah. uh, where they were they're taking videos of they they take I think they there's some star who procured prostitutes mm. and they were I don't know drug raping oh, girls yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So there's a whole context of of. Uh, of uh, what do you call it uh, not not misogyny, misogyny yeah uh
0: okay so I think misogyny is about violence towards women whereas right, chauvinistic right, yeah. ah, it's, so it's it's misogyny, con- yeah. misogyny, like, misogyny it's in the sense yeah.
1: where they treat women like objects and then mm. they film themselves uh, sleeping mm. in them and stuff like that and sharing it between the stars uh, the K-pop yeah. stars so there's this very big culture of misogyny mm. in uh, Korea, Korean pop uh, apparently so maybe this ad came out at a time when I don't know, maybe some messages about milk and strawberries yeah. was being sent around Korea. <laughs> and the, this advertisement says like, oh, milk, strawberries, all innocent. And, and then we are the ones who are like, oh, you know, wow, this is crazy, outrage. But actually, there's a larger context. Yeah,
0: that is true. And I'm guessing most of the people who are pointing, out, pointing this out come from maybe more Western cultures. Yeah. Yeah. That is true, that is true. But then, well, oh, Stella, that's a tricky area. You yeah. think it would have a different feel if it was a, it was a boy child? Uh, definitely probably <laughs> different especially
1: uh-huh. because because when you tell me it's Korea I know Korea has, has been plagued by a lot of these scandals well, actually
0: okay I know Korea and Japan are so different culturally but Japan does have a thing about young girls right
1: you mean the whole Lolita kind
0: oh, of no no not Lolita like I mean I think the whole uh sexualization of girls in school uniforms yeah. and all that yeah like yeah mm, mm. That's, that's interesting I mean
1: like you, you play some video games like you don't understand the proportions of the female mm. characters in there. But it's just a, a certain fetish that they're trying to I guess, to yeah, self.
0: I guess anytime you have a child online for ver- like in various instances, it's a very tricky thing because, mm. and that's what, I think I read an article a while ago that talked about that it cautions against parents sharing every picture of their child yeah. be it baby be it young because the moment you put it on the internet right yeah. someone might download it and it might just become one of the photos being circulated in a child porn syndicate and yeah. that that fucking freaked my shit out man like can you yeah. imagine so like parents out there just 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 know that anything you put online right it's it's fodder for the 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 dark side of the internet lah. and and that's where i mean uh yeah, I think sharing kids of your pictures, regardless of what you're doing, just, just be cognizant. And it's okay, it's one of those things that should you just in some way self censor uh mm. for fear uh of it being taken up uh, because that goes yeah. back to a whole different <laughs> argument. Uh. But I think
1: mean, because we're dealing with children, yeah you have to be a lot more careful. Like. Well that
0: that's that's especially relevant because in our upcoming T V show one of the important characters is a it's child, a child yeah. of my character. Exactly. So so mm. it's it's
1: it's a. Anytime you deal with children, you you just got to realize it's a minefield. Yeah. And uh, us com- talking about the thing, you know, we start off saying that it's it was crazy that they're doing it, but now I think you we can sort of uh, see yeah. why yeah. there might I think, be some I think that was context. a valid Yalabat point. Yeah, it's a yeah yalla, valid Yalabat point. Yalla so if so yeah.
0: any Koreans listening to this, can explain to us milk, <laughs> yeah. strawberries, chocolate, what does it have to do with sex? <laughs> yeah, that's why. <what laughs> see, that's yeah. so creative with sex. Yeah, uh, I mean, Singapore, Singapore is. sex is like, just you. You do missionary. <laughs> Yeah, five minutes, Canada. Right? Small room, Canada. Small already. room, yeah. Need, who uses milk, milk <laughs> <chocolate>. <laughs> strawberry and chocolate. Maybe they're just much more creative in Korea. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: That's why they got Samsung, that's why they got Psai. Yeah,
0: that's why ours is just like follow oh. instruction. Uh. Our main job as Singaporeans is to procreate, right? Yeah. Right. Procreate. Exactly. Yeah. So so if there are any Koreans <laughs> out there, or anyone who knows Korean. Yeah, please Kau-chi. correct us if please we're correct wrong. Correct us. we <laughs> we really, could be potentially guilty of multiple four paws in this podcast, uh. Yeah. So 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 that that's that's our our second topic for, for the day. Uh before we, we we close the the episode today, we always like to share uh our one shook thing for the week. Yeah. Which yeah. is just us talking about something in the in the last week that tickled us for for better or worse. Uh. yeah. So Terrence, what is your shock thing? Uh
1: since we're on the topic of like uh discrimination and everything. Yeah. This is a, another fantastic Netflix series that I think uh, everyone should try and watch before you binge on Stranger Things 3. Uh, it's called When They See Us. It's actually about the uh, in uh, the Central Park Five, which was a very famous or infamous case of um, a gang rape in Central Park, New York, in 1989, I believe, mm-hmm. where five uh, kids, black and Latino kids, were wrongfully accused of committing a gang rape on a, a white jogger mm. in central park at 1:30 a.m. Uh, in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the park mm-hmm. and um the story kind of explores the how how they were arrested the whole trial and subsequently their lives after they got out of jail mm-hmm. uh, it's a very powerful it's a very powerful show and i think uh it's not just about you know it's not just for black people to watch i think anyone who faces any kind of discrimination in your life you will identify with a lot of the things that they go through uh, and then there's a lot of a lot of mention in Trump of Trump in there as well. Mm. But um, the the interesting thing about it was that it really shows you how difficult it is for someone who has gone to prison for a long time, how difficult it is for them to reintegrate into society. Mm. Not just about finding a job, but even just about getting along with your family. Mm. <clears throat> you know, looking for your friends and 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 also. Oh, really? It goes into that. Uh? It goes into that a lot of detail. In fact, some of it is really painful to watch. But uh, that's why I say it's it's. Try and watch it before you go and watch what's Stranger What's the Things. name of the show? What when They See Us. When They so See Us. It, I think it was launched on Netflix at the end of May. For about two or three weeks, apparently, it was the number one watched show on Netflix. Is
0: it a mini-series or something?
1: Yeah, it's a mini-series, um, four-parter. Oh. And then, uh, but the last part is about uh, almost two hours long or something like that.
0: Oh, okay. So, so one you finished already? Yeah, yeah. I finished all because oh. it's,
1: it's, it was that powerful. Okay,
0: yeah. cool. My, my one shot thing is a lot less deeper. So I got one shok thing and one shok quote. Uh. So the one shok uh-huh. thing is, you know now there's all this talk about the impossible burger, yep. like impossible meat and all. So Arby's, which is a fast food chain in the US, so you have this this vegetable meat, right? Mm. Um, and So the whole concept, you make these burgers with meat, right? So they did the opposite. They're like, you know, fuck impossible meat. We're going to make a meat carrot. <laughs> so they, they cut up turkey the and then they wrapped it in I don't know, some ham slice or something, and they braised it, so it ended up looking like a carrot. Right? Oh, really? But it's made from meat. <laughs> uh, this is this in the US. <laughs> yeah, our are beef- they selling it? I don't know. Right? I think it was just oh, one of those oh, those, oh, like a, a video thing, which I thought was hilarious. And then they have an instructional thing that very cinematically shows how they make it. So I mean, I think Impossible Meat is a, is a great initiative, even though I think they're just commercializing something that seems. Like, it has been going on for a long time, the whole mock meet thing. But I think still think it's a step in the right direction. Uh. So I found it damn funny that Arby's did this. We'll share a link of the video in the vi- uh, in the show notes. But And then the one short quote is, you know, now Westworld is filming certain mm. scenes in Singapore, right? Yeah. So there was one article that covered it. And the way they described, they talked about, you know, Westworld coming to Singapore because it's so vibrant and it fits the theme of the show. And the, the how they describe Westworld is, Westworld depicts androids called hosts in an amusement park play out the fantasies of visitors and to me that just sounds like Singapore <laughs> right? <laughs> they, just so, Singapore yeah, they just describe Singapore yeah that's right they just describe and maybe like can you imagine Westworld they're like yeah we need a country where it feels like it'd be fitting side for an amusement park where they have these androids who play out the fantasies of visitors and that to me just sum- sums up the whole like Singapore like, we are at an amusement park and Westworld is almost like the visitor like. Yeah. and, and we of androids
1: once a year these androids <laughs> gather to celebrate LGBT, LGBT I was just
0: thinking the about doing the podcast. <laughs> I think it does both. It it protests but it also in a way celebrates. Yeah. So, yeah. So so I I I I think it was just both of us were saying two sides of the same coin. Yeah. So, so Androids carry on. Yeah. Android carry on. <laughs> and protesting. <laughs> yeah. And and so if you if you like this podcast, uh it would really help us if you just maybe share it with someone, you know, maybe share a certain clip because it has been getting uh, good feedback from the people who have been listening to it. So we just want to keep go- keep doing this and and also trying to improve as we go. So if you have any thoughts, also please let us know. You can DM us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, leave a comment on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you heard this. Yeah,
1: Google Podcasts. Google
0: well. Podcasts, yeah. yeah. Google Podcasts. All right. Any last words? No. Okay, cool. Yeah. Westworld, Singapore, Android. Woo!
1: Celebrate LGBT. Yep. Bye-bye. Peace.